Coming up on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, the Cougar Hoopsters head coach is here to recap a great week on the in-state road. Plus, sophomore guard T.J. Haas joining us and takes on our 10 questions. It's all ahead on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, starting now. Inside, eight scores for two seconds. It is all over. From 40 feet! This has been a good week. I think you see a lot of competitive spirit in our group. Eli sees an opening. And the putback follow dunk! McKay, three. Got it! McKay can it! Welcome to BYU, son! Drive past his man right to the rim, up and in! Oh, it's a circus shot! This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Presented by Siegfried and Jensen, live from Studio C in Provo, Utah, with your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome inside the BYU Broadcasting Building in Provo, Utah, for week two of our weekly look at BYU Basketball. We're live with BYU Basketball fans here in our studio audience here in Studio C, and you can be a part of our live show by getting free seats at byucougars.com slash Rose Show tonight and every week we invite your questions as well for Coach Rose and our weekly player guest to get those in. Just tweet them in using the hashtag Rose Show. And by the way, tonight's special guest is TJ Haas. If you have a question for TJ, by all means, send it on in. BYU head coach Dave Rose with me. And uh, when we debuted this show last week, Dave, you were on the verge of a big two-game in-state week. And it could not have gone any better. You go into two sold-out arenas and pick up two great wins. Yeah, our guys played. We played great. We were ready for the challenge. And I think that... Uh... You know, it, 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 it seems like a long time ago now because we're on to the next, <laughs> the next game. And uh, we've got two Wednesday games after our game on, on Wednesday night. And so hopefully we'll have that same urgency that we played with here on Wednesday and then get ready for Weber and, and then Utah the week after. I have noticed, uh, I think there's a change in the court. Do we get a, a new sticker on the uh, in the key every week? We're going to get a new. No, they, they were they were there last week, and they'll they, be with uh, us all season long. Siegfried okay. and Jensen is our title sponsor, and they I do are like with the us. court though. The court's pretty. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty, pretty nice. sweet, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So the in-state games. What's uh? What, what, what's your take on the uniqueness of the challenge when you play the in-state schools in this state? Well, I think it's probably unique to every school, but to BYU in the state, we're we're, we're pretty polarizing. And uh, you, you either like BYU or you don't like BYU. I don't think there's a lot of... Uh, Those fans didn't like BYU. Well, they, they, love, love, they love to watch us play because every time we go to Logan, a whole group of them just like that show up. And uh, <laughs> they were there, and they were ready for us, and our guys were ready for them. And that was uh, really a pretty fun night. But I, I just think that uh, for the guys, I think a lot of the reasons that a lot of the in-state guys come here is because uh, they're, they're excited to, you know, to play the, those in-state games because... It doesn't matter where you go. They're, they're, it's a full house with, with BYU at Weber State or at you know, Utah State. or you know, The first time we went over to UVU, they filled that place up for the first time ever. And, so, uh, and then, of course, up at, at the Huntsman Center, we've been doing that for years. And they, call, they kind of called it off for a while, but it looks like it's going to go back on. And so we'll, we'll play them here at our place this year and then up at uh, – um, the Vivian Center next year, and then the year after that, we'll go back to Huntsman. So. You think we'll be kind of on a three-year rotation like that? Well, that's what we're on right now. We'll yeah. see what happens after that. Well, let's go back to last week a little bit, and you mentioned it's the first time ever that BYU played at UVU, and it was their first ever basketball sellout. Great vibe and great atmosphere when you guys, when you guys went in there on Wednesday of, uh, of last week. It was, and it was, you know, it was, uh, 
And, and, and you know, just an interesting week. We, we'd just come back from New York, and we'd been there, and, uh, and our guys, you know, I could tell on Monday that they were ready for this game, and our, our practice Tuesday was good. And we didn't get in that in the UVU center until... Uh, um, until shoot around, we didn't. We wasn't. We weren't able to practice Monday or Tuesday there because it was full of doing something else. And so uh, that was a little nerve wracking because you like to practice in the, the arena before you actually play in there. But our guys were ready, and we we shot the ball well. We defended really well, and it was a really good forty minutes of team basketball where our guys competed together. And really, from the forty minutes, uh, it was kind of a start to finish effort uh, that night. Yeah, and, I, and as we as the game went on, I think we got we got better, we got stronger. We added a new player, McKay Cannon, uh, and you don't ever really know. And I've been through that quite a few times with bringing a, a player in at semester, or maybe a player who's been hurt at the beginning of the year, and you've already played a few games, and you bring a guy in, and you never really know how that's going to work. But it was pretty seamless. I mean, he came in and and just increased the. Uh, the um, just the versatility of our guard, guard line, not only defensively, but hit a couple of big shots, a couple of big threes, and and then did a great job, you know, in transition defense against Randolph, who was was a big part of uh, our game plan. You said you got into the UCC U uh, Center just the once for shoot around that day. When you guys went to shoot around and took the team bus there, he wasn't on it because he couldn't <laughs> be on it. And then when you got to shoot around, he was on scout team playing the role of Brandon Randolph. And then in a few hours later, he's cleared. Then he's on the bus, and he's on the team, and he's got, it's got a big role for you. Yeah, that, you know, that's one of the rules that I wish the NCAA would look at. You know, when a kid transfers and come and he's on your team, scholarship or not scholarship, he's on your roster. Uh, he can't travel for 12 months. And, uh, and, and, and so he, he was under that, uh, you know, that rule until, yeah. until the, the appeal came through about 3.30 that afternoon where – he drove his car over to the hotel, jumped on the bus, and, and we, we, we went over to the, the arena. But for shoot around, he was still on his own dime, you know, as far as uh, being able to travel with the team. Pretty amazing, though, to have that happen in that afternoon and then be ready to go. Because I think you texted him saying, just be ready. Yeah, because you, you, don't, you don't really know. And I really thought that most road games, I mean, the real challenge that you, you have to go through is, uh, is you got foul trouble, especially in the first half. And and, I, and as a staff, we had talked about it. If he did, was going to be eligible, that we would, if we got in foul trouble, we'd go to him. And uh, and Jasheer got a couple of fouls, and then everybody seemed to get a couple of fouls. Eli had a couple of fouls, and TJ. So, anyways, it was a, a nice time to bring him in. Nice time to have him, and and he, it was a great response by him. He, he he's been so many guys. He's been Colin Sexton. I mean, he's been a whole bunch of point guards on uh, the other team on the scout team, and. And now he gets an opportunity to, to play for the rest of the year with us. He had 8.6 assists, a single turnover in the game in, in Orem. Then a few days later, McKay and the guys are all up in Logan. You took a five-game win streak against the Aggies into the spectrum where you won your last time, but you know how tough it is to win in that building and stringing consecutive wins together there is not something a lot of teams do. And this is late in the first half when you're struggling to score and a couple of big, big plays both involving Jashir. Yeah, I think you know, we, did a, we, could, we just couldn't make a basket. We got good shots. And we just couldn't hit a perimeter shot. So we kind of spread the floor. And that gave Jasheer a lot of space to, to, to drive. And, and McKay also got in there and got fouled, got to the free throw line. The second half, we were much better offensively. And Eli came out, hit a big three. And then, you know, it seemed like every one of the guys, McKay hit a three, Tej hit a three. And, and then defensively, we were still as good as we were in the first half, just played a lot better offensively. And really, the defense kept you in that first half. When the shots weren't dropping, you were still in the game. Yeah, we, we've been through that, that 
stretch where you have a drought up there before and instead of being down in eight or nine we, we've been down you know a, a big number and use so much energy to try to come back we were talking to Lee Kamard about his he only played up there one time in his career but the time that that the same exact thing kind of happened except we were down 18 and came back and got it close but you know weren't able to come all the way back and win it so uh, you know just a credit to our guys I mean defensively we just kept competing in a time when we weren't playing very well offensively and I think that's a a good sign for this group of guys. So BYU's won back-to-back games in Logan for the first time since 1991 and 1992. So it's been a while that a team's been able to string consecutive wins. What's it like to be in the Spectrum environment for anyone that's not been up there before with a team or as a fan? Well, I mean, it's it's such an exciting you know environment. The guys are, you know, they're it's really personal and they're you know yelling at the guys in warm-ups and everything. And really, what it kind of does to you is it gets you so fired up that you're probably doing everything just a little bit too fast. I think they experienced that a little bit. They didn't have a lot of experience of a BYU home crowd. I think there's only one guy, one the Pierre kid, that played in a game. And, and I think they were really sped up early, missed a lot of shots I think they normally make. But, you know, once, once you know, everybody kind of settles down. And, I mean, it was a real, um, a real plus for us to play how we did and have a lead at halftime. And I think that gave the guys a lot of confidence. Now, we're not taking Yoli Childs for granted at all. He had 17-8 and eight up in Logan. He could have been your WCC Player of the Week. Uh, they gave it to a zag last week, but his lines have been tremendous. And he's playing about 35 minutes a game for you right now, staying on the floor and having a huge impact for you. Well, I think, I think the, the number one thing with Yo is that, you know, he's built to play a lot of minutes. Um, it, he's had foul, in, in foul trouble in his career, and, and I think he's, he's better at that. He's more experienced. He's learned, but... I do know our guys understand that when we get the ball to them on the block, that that's a pretty good option for us. And uh, But what is really kind of you're pleased with just his all-around game, his ability to pass, his ability to kind of run offense on the perimeter. Offensive rebounding with him has become a, a real a staple yeah. that we really rely on. His offensive rebounds usually turn into points. And so uh, just keep Yo out of foul trouble and keep him on the floor and good things are happening. Where's he maybe most improved from last year to this year? I think that his ability to step away from the basket and then function in our offense. And, you know, it doesn't mean I mean, he's hit three or ten from the three-point line. I don't think he's going to be, you know, a, a, you know, a heavy dose of three-point shots. But to be able to make that shot at that rate, you can't just leave him out there. And you can bring that guy out, and that opens things up for us, uh, the spacing on the floor. But his ability to... Get out and screen and roll and catch, finish, handle the ball. Those are all things that I think he's just become a lot more confident with. Well, for Yo and the guys, it was a great week. But like Coach says, we're moving on. and We are moving on, taking our first break. And as we do, we want you to know, as always, that you can enjoy a full hot breakfast buffet, dinner Monday through Wednesday, a kitchen and a large grassy backyard along the Provo River Trail, all at the residence in Marriott in Provo. When we come back, the Cougars are back home after a couple of weeks away. Coach Rose previewing another two-game week as BYU Basketball with Dave Rose continues from Studio C. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is presented in part by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. And by Smith's. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. 
And we are back with Coach Dave Rose. The BYU Cougars are back in the Marriott Center for the first time in 15 days. It's the only home game in a three-week stretch. And, uh, Coach, this uh, road-heavy schedule hopefully uh, pays dividends for you guys uh, this weekend down the line. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's hard to schedule uh, anywhere, but especially here with uh, that first week in December every year where they have Christmas around the world. And um, w- when you pick your tournaments that you can go to, uh, that this is a tough one when you go that last week of, of November because you're going to be out for four days and you're going to be out when you come back. And, and uh, it, uh, But it's hard. It's hard to pick these tournaments too because a lot of them play on Sundays and that's not an option for us. So, um, But we got through it. We, we, we had uh, four games away and I think that's the longest stretch. Uh, five or six I think is what we um, actually have with uh, the, the Vivian game. But... Um, you know, I, I wish, kind of wish we could go back and play that Alabama game again. But sometimes, I mean, you just got to move on because yeah. it's uh, uh, that was not our best offensive game, and I think we, I think we can play better than that. But uh, we've played better since then, and that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. When you're out of your building every year for a week, historically, you'd be bouncing around campus trying to find a place to practice. With the annex, that's no longer a problem. It felt so normal, you know, this week. And, you know, these guys, the only guys that really appreciate it are the guys like Dalt and, and Luke and, you know, some of those guys who have been here during that period. You Tyler Haas is here with us today. He knows Ty would know yeah. what it's like, yeah. But, but now, I mean, we're talking about a lot of different venues uh, on a practice just because of the timing of, of when we practice and when we traveled. But this was pretty normal. We got a chance to play Monday and Tuesday in the Annex, uh, a game at UVU, and then Thursday we practiced in the Annex again. Then Friday we drove the – Logan practiced up there, so it was. Uh, uh, the results were a great week, but the actual, actual the way the the week flowed for our guys was really good too. So you're back home, uh, Illinois State in town tomorrow night. First ever meeting between the Cougars and the Redbirds, and this game maybe kind of came together in an in- interesting way. You know, they all come they all come together in a unique way, but this one was uh, was really uh, kind of odd. He last year they he, they got snubbed. At, uh, I think they had 28 wins, and they were the last. First team out of the tournament, didn't get in, and he, he tweeted that. Dan Muller's their head coach. There. And coach tweeted that he wanted to take on anybody, all comers, and we have a hard time scheduling home-and-home games. And so uh, I just had Tim call him. I said, call, call him and, and throw it out there. Said, we're playing. We're looking to start at our place. And nobody ever really jumps at a start at our place. But uh, he said that uh, they, they, they sat on it for quite a while, so I'm sure they were looking for something else. But – called us back and had the date and it fit in and so uh they're here this year and we go back there next year so did you approach them pretty soon after you guys saw that or let it go a little while or when you uh it was right after we got beat in the nit so it was close you yeah. know probably three maybe four or five days after he he, he tweeted that out and uh and like i said it's he's 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 had an aggressive schedule he flew to nevada last week and played out there and you know he, he's looking for guys that are you know, top 50 RPI teams. And we've been that for almost every year since, you know, I've been here. So uh, I think that's what kind of lured him into, you know, let's give it a try. And and now after watching film, I wonder if it's that really that good idea. <laughs> He's got himself a nice team and, yeah. and really talented players. And we're in for a really uh, fast-paced game because he's one of the best teams 
with only five, yeah, just five letter winners back from last year when they did win 28 games, but uh, already four and four. But the schedule is among the toughest, I think, uh, of most teams in the country, top 25 by most measures. They've lost to good teams. And the guys who weren't starting last year that are now, guys like Keyshawn Evans, for example, just lighten things up. They've got some good people. Yeah, and they, they, and they really, uh, I think they really use their personnel well. And, uh, uh, the, you know, they have two guys that sat out last year, so they're really guys that, that know the program really well because they practiced all year long with them. And, and, uh, and you're, you're going to see a, a team that is, you know, it reminds me a lot of the UT Arlington team. Not quite as big. The guys they bring off the bench aren't quite as big. But their guards are really skilled, and they can really put it on the floor, and they can uh, they make 10 threes a game, which will be a real challenge for us to guard that pick and roll and still get out on the perimeter and contest those threes. So it's a good matchup for us, a real tough uh, you know, tough game, and hopefully we'll get a good crowd and, and, and you know, be a really uh, exciting game. And Evans, number three, is one of the top three-point shooters in the country right now by volume and makes. Yeah, and, he, and he's not just a three-point shooter. I mean, if you show him an open floor, he'll penetrate that thing, and he's really good at pulling up and really good at finishing at the, at the rim, and he's a great free-throw shooter. So it's, it's kind of plays into, like, all eight games that we've had, a really good point guard that can score, and uh, hopefully we can get him under control because – um, it, it, he'll be a big part of he'll have that ball in his hand a lot in this game tomorrow. You said earlier the Illinois State game is the game in the middle of back-to-back in-state games. You had UVU, USU last week, Illinois State. Then it's Weber in Utah. And this weekend you will get the Wildcats up in Salt Lake City. First things first, but uh, Weber State is a team that you know as well as anybody. And uh, you played them well over the years. Yeah, they, you know, and he's, Randy's got himself a really good team this year. They're really big. You know, it's their front line six eight, six nine, six eleven. So, uh, you know, that that'll be a, another u- kind of unique challenge for us. But uh, one thing about them, they're always really athletic, and they run their stuff really well. They execute really well, and and it'll be you know it'll be an emotional game. You know, for for McKay, yeah. you know, the fact that he's knows those guys really well well and played there. But um, really looking forward to that event up there. We've talked about it. For 20 years, ever since I've been here, you know, got here years ago of it finally came of, together of playing in a, a, an event up there, kind of like uh, they do in Indiana, you know, with Purdue and Indiana and Butler and you know Notre Dame, I think is the other one that, that plays in that that their NBA arena, the Pacers place. So uh, we've got it scheduled now, at least for four years. Hopefully, the fans will really support it. We can keep it going. I think the way they do it, if you buy a ticket, you get both games, both games for it, right? So you're yeah. there for the whole day of basketball. Yeah, and, and each school got a quarter of the arena. And hopefully if, if they're not all, tickets aren't all sold by one school, the other schools can jump in and pick up the tickets. But hopefully we can sell the place out and, and make it work. Because uh, if, it's, you know, if, if, if it works financially, I think that uh, we might be able to keep this going for a while. So Utah, Utah State in the opener, you guys get the nightcap with Weber. And then next year, like you said, you'll get the Utes at Vivint then, right? Right, that's right. And Utah State and Weber will play each other. All right, uh, following our break, Coach, we've got uh, T.J. Haas uh, coming in as our special guest. And not often a freshman earns all-conference honors. Uh, T.J. did, though, right out of the blocks last year in the WCC. You know, I was, I was really happy with, uh, for him, for T.J. He's waited a long time uh, to play here, committed, you know, years ago. And... Uh, and served his mission, and, and then when he, he got here and kind of got off to a, a slow start, a rough start, and then just got better and better and, and, and had unbelievable confidence by the end of the year, had a tremendous league uh, schedule, just, to, you know, his his performance during league. I think, you know, there's there's 
certain games that he'll remember his whole life. And I think that game at Gonzaga, his freshman year, will be one that uh, you know, we got down big early, and he just kind of took the you know the team by the you know reins and said, "Okay, I'll get you back into this thing. Now let's figure out how to win it." But hit a bunch of threes, and and uh, I, I'm really excited to to see his improvement. He's he's had a great summer. Uh, he's become really. Uh, confident with the ball in his hand, not just to score, but to really facilitate, uh, and uh, and then his you know his his fiery competitive spirit is something that I think is really contagious with our team. Well, starter for BYU from the get-go, TJ is our guest coming up next. Fans, we're heading to break, and we'll tell you that Utah Community Credit Union helps people make smart decisions every day. At UCCU, you can get a low fixed rate on a home equity line of credit and lock in that low rate for 10 years with absolutely no closing fees. To learn more, visit uccu.com. After our break, TJ Haas joining us in Studio C. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, with your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, we are back inside Studio C for more BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Catch us every Tuesday evening on BYU TV and BYU Radio, and use hashtag Rose Show to get a question in for Coach Rose or TJ Haas. Tonight, speaking of whom, pleasure to welcome into Studio C the third of three Haas's to suit up for BYU, following Dad Marty and Brother Tyler. TJ Haas with us. Good to have you with us, Teach. Thank you. Thank Good you to see you. Me. It seems like you've been a part of the BYU family for a long, long time. No, it's, it has been a long time, and I remember going to, to games as a kid, and, um, you know, it's truly a blessing to be here and put on a jersey myself. Coach Rose, when did you first become familiar with, uh, with TJ? Well, I, I think that uh, we, we, we knew TJ when Marty was bringing, coming to the father and son's camp, and he was probably a little bit illegal. We'll say he was eight, but he might have been six or seven. <laughs> But uh, I, I remember so many, so many camps where uh, he would come and, and uh, we'd get to the championship game and it'd be in the Smithfield house and all the kids were in there and, and Tees would kind of light up and put on a show. And he's been uh, entertaining, I think, the, the people here at BYU for a long time and, and now he gets to do it for real. You've got some uh, family along with you tonight. Good to have some support there in the back row. Who do we have here? My mom, my dad, my wife, and my brother. <laughs> And I think we saw almost everybody in the spectrum on uh, on the weekend too. Yes, everyone yeah. came up. It was super good to have them that was, there. That was, that was a fun environment, wasn't it? It makes college basketball so fun when you go and play in games like that. Uh, you know, the place is packed. Everyone's against you, and you know that's a blast. Here's some TJ from back in the day. Yeah. A little one-on-one with uh, with the brother at Lone Peak. And then, uh, yeah, you had you got a lot of those moments at Lone Peak High School. That's right. <laughs> Dave, how unusual is it to have? A player win four state championships. Well, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if I've ever met another one. I mean, it's, uh, it's so hard to do to win one, and then let alone to, to, to go through all the, you know, all the different personnel changes and, and uh, you know, the two kind of consistent uh, factors in that whole situation was the coach and, and Tej, you know, and everything else changed every year. And he played a different role. 
that senior year was probably as big a challenge as I've ever seen. And uh, got through that semifinal game, and then the, the final game was pretty, pretty much a breeze. So, yeah. but uh, it's it's really really impressive. And you know, one of the things that uh, is really hard as to, as a college player when you have that much success in high school to you know get yourself back to a place where you realize hey this is new and we got a whole nother challenge here and it takes maybe more work than what you've already put in and uh you know i know he's up for you know tj's up for the challenge and it's it's good to watch him go tj whether it's the state tournaments or at ubu at utah state playing weber state in state games in the state of utah pretty intense you've seen it for a long long time yeah. And, you know, like I said, like at the Utah State game, you know, it's it's a sold out crowd and fans don't really like you. And but, you know, that's what makes basketball fun, you know, going into those environments and uh, having a close game. And, you know, it's what makes basketball a lot of fun. You've got a two game week coming up this week. Weber State's the second game. And we're, we're going to take a look at the uh, how the Hazes have fared against Weber State historically, because uh, your dad, Marty, played against him, and, uh, and, and Tyler played against him, and you've had one game against him. So a little bit of Haas tradition and some good numbers put up against uh, the Weber State Wildcats, just a little side-by-side there, and they've each had their moments. But perhaps the most memorable moment between BYU and Weber State when it comes to the Haas family uh, might be a play that, I don't know, might, might reside on a VCR tape somewhere in your house. This is Marty from back in the day with the steal, and then, mm, yeah. And then he gets, yeah. <laughs> You've seen that more than a couple times, have you? I've seen that a few times, yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's good stuff. There he is. Yeah, Marty, a few follicles ago, but uh, those are good times. Uh, and and uh, Weber State is, again, just the latest in-state challenge you've got. And uh, the team seems like it's ready for pretty much whatever you could put in front of BYU right now. You've been toughened by the road. You've played some in-state games already. How do you feel about how ready you guys are to face this week or really any week moving forward? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Coach talked about it today. We've, you know, our past few games, I feel like we've kind of built ourselves an identity a little bit. Um, and I, I really feel like heading into these games, we trust our concepts and we trust the things that we've we've worked on. And I, I think that helps a lot when it comes to big games where you can kind of settle down, you know, let your nerves go down a little bit, and, and you can really trust the things that you've worked on as a team and, and know that if you do those things, you're going to be in a good spot no matter what happens in the game. Coach Rose, the group around TJ is a little different than maybe what you thought you might have a few years ago. But even though the dynamics changed, you've got a really solid group of guys right now with really good chemistry. Yeah, I, and I think that uh, the, the, just their ability to believe in each other, uh, it's so important we made some real adjustments, you know, to uh, a couple parts of our defensive philosophy and, and our offensive philosophy. And for our ability to, to get challenged and then rely on the change, the things that we've actually worked on, and then win, to give you confidence to believe in it. And I, I think that the guys are in a good spot. And, you know, you always worry about getting comfortable and, and you know, not being having that edge to you. But uh, I think our guys, one thing that they do is they trust – in what we've, what we've worked on and what we believe in, and I think that will really help us pay dividends down the road. It's paying dividends right now because, you know, just in uh, the two games, when you take UMass game and the first half of that Utah State game where we were just really struggling on the offensive end and defensively we, we made enough plays to be able to stay in the game and then go ahead and win it. TJ, when it comes to defense, the word concepts gets used a lot. And what are a couple of the main ones that you think have really, uh, again, kind of proven uh, 
with a really remarkable defensive effort so far through the first eight games? Uh, I think one of the first things we talked about was guarding the ball. Uh, this summer, as our team got together, that was a big focus, was guarding the ball for two dribbles. Um, and then our, our pick-and-roll defense has been, has been great. We always talk about having, having the eye on the weak side, having two guys. Um, so when that screen comes around, you have two guys to help you. And, and uh, if we can really trust those concepts, everyone, everyone does their job, and, and it's pretty good defensively. How does it feel, by the way, being, being the one guy uh, from the group you played with in high school to be with this team right now? You thought you'd be together longer, I think, with the other guys, but you're right now kind of the one, if you will. Um, but the dynamic still feels right and feels good. How do you kind of see it? And it's, it, it is kind of a bummer. I, I've lost a lot of my friends in the past <laughs> six or seven months. Um, you know, but I, I really feel close with this team, um, and I'm really excited about this team and, and where we're headed um, and I, I feel like we're growing closer every single day, and uh, it's been a blast so far. How does six and two feel to you so far? Feels really good. I, I feel like we we definitely could have won those two games that, that we got beat, but um, they're great learning experiences, and I, I feel I feel really good heading forward. You know, coach said it'd be nice to go back and play, say like Alabama again. But the important thing is, since that time, you've played better and gotten the results you want. No, that's right. Uh, you know, a loss. A, it's always it's always hard to lose, but you know it can be good for a team to to help you refocus and you know to help help grow and get better with the things that you you didn't do so well in that game maybe. Now a regular feature of our show is going to be kind of a uh, a word association, if you will, among BYU teammates. And for tonight's word association, we gave the Cougars uh, two letters and a word. Uh, T J Haas. Let's see what they had. TJ is one of the funniest kids in the room. I'm not going to put him on blast. Can't tell. He's just, he's just, he's super weird in a great way. He's really enjoyable and likable. He's one of my favorite guys to be with. He's, uh, he's always got something to say. Oh, he's just the nicest guy. He's friends with everyone. Uh, my favorite thing about TJ is just his uh, fiery personality on the court. He just wants to kill you. He is passionate about the game. 100% competitor. Off the court, on the court, he's always keeping guys going, keeping guys motivated, and he's always a guy that's going to pick you up no matter what. He's very creative. He's a little bit skinnier, but he finishes so well. Little known fact, his real name's Tyson. Most people don't know that, so I guess TJ is a nickname. He's been nicknamed by Ball is Life, the White Mamba, and so I joke around with him about that quite a bit. He really has a knack for just uh, being unselfish and finding everybody else. Just a great leader. He's a good dude. That's all you need to know about that. All right, there it is. Uh, TJ's teammates on Mr. Haas. Coach Rose, what uh, resonated with you from that little... Clip. Yeah, probably probably Dalt's uh, you know take is that he's just a f- fierce competitor you know and I think that uh, you know they all know that uh, you know when when you're playing any game summertime you know middle of you know the season whatever TJ always knows the score he always knows what they're playing for and winning and losing really matters and that's a good thing that's a good thing to have on your team TJ uh, how much of your competitive fire was stoked by uh, having your dad and your brother around able to play with you growing up? I think it was the Duncan Weber. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the genetics, clearly. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, I, uh, I always remember, you know, challenging my brother to play, and I didn't care if I was seven years old or right now, I always believed I could beat him no matter what. And uh, that's always been really good for me, even, even though he smacked me when I was younger. Um, <laughs> it's been good now that, you know, when he came back from his mission, I was a little bit older and and uh, I just I feel like that relationship has helped me a lot and has helped my competitive spirit. How old were you when you felt like it was finally a fair fight between you and TJ, uh, you and Tyler? 
probably seven years old. <laughs> no, when he got when he got back from his mission, I felt like I had grown up a little bit, and and that's when things started to, to get pretty competitive. And what uh, in what way would you say that you and Tyler are most alike, and in what way would you say you're most different? Um, most alike, I feel like we're both shooters. Uh, we both love to shoot and score, and. Um, in a way that we're different, our bodies are, are way different. He's always been, he's always been a lot stronger than I have been, um, and I, he's more of a, a two or three, and I'm more of a, a one or a two. So that's, that's a little bit different in our games. Okay, more from T.J. Haas is coming up. We're heading to a break, and whether you're sitting in the stands at the game or wrapped up on the sofa watching from home, Minky Couture is the best blanket ever and best gift ever. Learn more at softminkyblankets.com. We've got more with T.J. Haas straight ahead. We'll have studio audience and social media submissions for T.J. and our 10 questions segment as well. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is presented by... Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. Here's a look at Cougars in the pros, led by Jimmer Fredette, had 28 points Saturday in a game in China. Kyle Collinsworth, 12 and 12 for the Texas Legends of the G League. Eric Mika scored 11, pulled down 12 boards in a game in Italy. And Brandon Davies, double double, 11 and 11, playing in Lithuania. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose and player guest T.J. Haas. And we're looking ahead to the week ahead. You've got Illinois State and Weber State. I saw you guys working today. Uh, the Redbirds, tough challenge. Some real marquee players scoring a lot of points a game. And uh, you guys are uh, hard after it, getting ready for the Redbirds. They're a tough challenge. Yeah, no, for sure. They're gonna be, it's going to be a great game. And they're very long, very athletic. They're great in transition. Um, so we've got to be ready to go right from the start. And we know it's going to be a great game. It's, only, it's your only home game in a three-week stretch, a lot of time away from the Marriott Center. Good to be back in the white uniforms for a night. And I feel like we've had a, we've had a good stretch um, away from home, so hopefully we have you know, a great crowd uh, tomorrow night, and it should be a lot of fun. All right, get your tickets, folks. BYUtickets.com for BYU and Illinois State. Let's go to uh, social media for some questions for TJ. Uh, this is from at the underscore Tomsters. TJ, how's the experience of having Quincy Lewis as a coach at Lone Peak and now having him here with you at BYU? Uh, it's, it's been, I feel like it's kind of been two different experiences at Lone Peak and BYU. At Lone Peak, he was, he was always a little bit meaner and, uh, <laughs> you were, you were more afraid of him and now he's, now he's more of your friend a little bit, but you know, he's, he's incredibly smart and intelligent with the game of basketball and, um, he's helped my game immensely and, you know, I love having him around and I love picking his brain and, and talking with him. So. Beyond his basketball smarts, what's the benefit of having someone that's worked with some of your key players historically? Well, I think that's the beauty of being an assistant coach. I mean, uh, the assistant coach is, is kind of buddies up to the guys, you know, and, <laughs> and the head coach is always determining who plays and who doesn't play. And so right there, that separates, you know, pretty good. But, uh, you know, Quince has got a – Quince played for us at Dixie when uh, I was an assistant coach for a year when he was a freshman and I became the head coach his sophomore year. And so I've known Quincy for – a long time, one of the best competitors that ever played for me. I mean, he just, his middle name's Win, and that's why he coaches. He played to win, and he coaches to win. And and uh, I think that the guys, uh, you know, really benefit from uh, our assistant coaches and their ability to just kind of, just like, like Teed said, to pick their brain and to be able to talk basketball. And, and you know, Quincy was a Division One player, and, and I think he was – second in the nation in assists his senior year behind Bobby Hurley. So 
he knows the game really well, and and I, I we're just we're really fortunate to have him on our staff. And and you know Heath and Tim, you know they do the same thing. They all got the real uh, you know strengths that I think complement each other, and then complement uh, you know me as the head coach. And I I think it's a great staff. TJ, there was a, there's a video on LDS.org and other places that uh, featured Tyler when he was getting ready to go into the MTC uh, as a missionary. And uh, you were in that video. Your whole family was, of course. And, uh, and you got pretty busted up when it was time for, for Tyler to go. Question from at Coach Wilk 3 was, how would you feel about being shown as so emotional on that video when Tyler <laughs> had to leave? <laughs> oh, man, they, they filmed it. They were around us for a few days, a few weeks, and... They filmed me and Tyler so much more than that. They had like a one-on-one segment, and they had a few different things, and then I go to watch it, and they just have me crying. <laughs> and I don't know how fair that was, but you know, me and Tyler, we've we've been close for a long time, and, and that was hard for me to, to see him go, but uh, Tyler's always been a great example for me, and um, and I was I was happy for him, but you know, it's always hard to lose someone you're really close to for a few years. By the way, it's it's an awesome video, and I think it's titled "A Work in Progress," if I'm not mistaken, about Tyler and the Hawks, and really what it takes to to be kind of great in life, great as a player, great as a missionary. And I hope you all take a look at it if you haven't already seen it. It's pretty awesome. All right, time for it ten questions. It wasn't just hard on TJ. I mean, anyone who actually watched it, you wonder why anyone goes on a mission. <laughs> it's emotional for everybody. That is like torture, yeah. you know, <laughs> and uh, it's firsthand, right there, real stuff. It was all very real. Uh, but it is wonderful. I hope you have a chance to, to take a look at it. Uh, it's time for 10, 10 questions, TJ. Now, 10 questions. Uh, we're going to keep a running tally uh, amongst the players this year uh, on the show. And so on the leaderboard, uh, Luke's in first place because uh, he's the only one who's played so far. So, so Luke is 7 out of 10. He is at the top of the leaderboard. So we'll see if we can keep pace with Luke or whatnot. Here we go. 10 questions. Mr. Music, and here we go. All right. Uh, by the way, you'll be either, either a, a, a bell or a buzzer, depending on your right or wrong. Okay? okay. Question one. You won four state championships with Lone Peak High School. Which four teams did the Knights defeat to win their four titles? You have to get all four correctly. AF my freshman year. Uh, Brighton my sophomore year. Alta my junior year. And PG my senior year. Way to go. Nicely done. All right, against which team did you set your BYU career scoring high of 29 points in a single game? Is that Gonzaga? Gonzaga, yes, way to go. Good job, two for two. Between your dad, Marty, and your brother, Tyler, how many 40-point games did they account for in their BYU careers, 40 points or more? Uh, I'm going to go with four. <laughs> it's three. Three. Tyler had two, and Marty had one, right on the 40. By the way, in Marty's 40-point game, he was nuts. He was 16 for 19 from the field in his 40-point, and made all of his free throws. Uh, okay, question four. <laughs> this actor portrayed Captain Kirk on Star Trek and TV cop T.J. Hooker in the 1980s. Who is he? Oh, man, I don't even know. <laughs> Already white flagging this one. Yeah, no idea? I have no idea. William Shatner. William, William Shatner. Shatner. He was Captain Kirk and then T.J. Hooker. We had to go for the T.J. Hook. All right. Uh, question five. You're two of four. Two and two. Uh, question five. You finished your high school career as the 12th leading scorer in Utah Preps Hoops history. To the nearest round number, how many points did you score at Lone Peak over four years? Oh, man. To the nearest hundred, we'll say. 
1700 maybe. Gosh, I don't know. 1896 is the answer, so 1900 would have been appropriate, even 1800, but we're being a little hard on you. Okay, uh, two correct. Uh, the city of Lyon, France. You went on a mission too? Yes. Lyon, France. Uh, the city of Lyon sits at the junction of which two rivers? The Rhone and the Seine. Well, way to go. Question seven. You wore jersey number 11 at Lone Peak. Why did you choose jersey number 30 at BYU? 11 wasn't available. <laughs> and 30... <laughs> We're really easy on the other yeah, one. Yeah, seriously. And, and, and my favorite player is Stephen Curry, okay. so I like 30. It. All right, so you're up to four right, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, question eight. Your dad, Marty, competed in the 1987 NCAA Track and Field Championship. In which event? Uh, was it the 200? <laughs> I, what was see, it, Marty? The 4 by 100. I'm blaming him on that one. Because <laughs> he never, he never, he talks, talk about, about he never talks about anything he does. Marty was in the NCAA track and field championship in the 4 by 1. That's crazy. You'd never he was know. so talented. All right, uh, question nine. Who is the youngest player by age? Who's the youngest player on the current BYU roster? Um... Is it? It's Rylan, right? Yoli. It's Yoli. Yeah, yeah. Second thought, Yoli. Yeah, Rylan had a year of prep school. A bit of a separation there. Yoli's still the youngest. And lastly, number ten. You're going to get this one right. Earlier, we learned that the T in TJ stands for Tyson. What does the J stand for? It's just J. J A Y. There you go. Okay. That's this week's 10 questions. TJ, nicely done. Way to go. Uh, Are we going to update the leaderboard on this one? Did they they keep score enough back in the control room to update the leaderboard here? And, uh, Uh, well, again, you know, but uh, we're just early in the season. You may, you know, I'm not not saying you're going to end up second, but you may not end up last. So let's just hope for that. All right. Thank you. TJ Haas, folks. Good stuff. After the break, your questions for Dave Rose. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Back after this. McKay, McKay drives past his man, right to the rim, up and in! Oh, it's a circus shot! A cannon blast from McKay! That's our exciting play of the game, presented by Nissan, a proud partner of the BYU Cougars. Nissan, innovation that excites. Welcome back to BYU Basketball. Dave Rose here in Studio C. Exciting play and big play from McKay Cannon. Yeah, it was a, it was a big play. We had the floor spread. It was late in the shot clock, and he attacks the rim, and it kind of closes off, but he was able to get that thing up with... It looks like both hands, but he actually put up with his left hand, got a high on the glass, and and uh, you know we made some really big plays down the stretch, uh, just from our execution, which I think you know TJ kind of alluded to that, you, you know you, you call a set, it gets guarded, and then you got to play after the play that you call or that you're trying to run the entry that you're trying to get into, and our guys were really good uh, late in the game, you know, doing that. Well, TJ had the much tougher questions in 10 questions. We have some easier ones for you. We're going to start right here in studio with some Q&A. And uh, Jonathan Searle is first up with Coach Rose. Hello, Jonathan. Hey. Hey, Coach. Um, My daughters and I, we watched the game up at USU, and it's been talked about tonight a lot about atmosphere. And the TV uh, broadcast, it showed them showing a a welcome sign for the team. And my daughters were pretty shocked by that, at the message that they were welcoming the, the team with. And so they asked me to find out if other fans are as enthusiastic as Utah State to welcome the players with such messaging and signing and chanting when you come to their arenas? Well, you know, that's, that's a good question. But, and, and I think that the in-state games are probably the, the most enthusiastic. I, I, you know, the last time we played up there, uh, the night before, the, the practice the night before, we're walking in the tunnel, and there were 
probably close to a thousand students that had gathered the night before to kind of boo us and heckle us as we walked in. This year, it was at when we came to the game. There were four or five hundred students, and it, it's just amazing to watch what guys do. Most of our guys took out their camera and started filming them <laughs> as we walked in. But uh, they love to cheer for their team, and you, you got to really respect that. Sometimes they, you know, really like to cheer against us, and and, and those things can get a little bit personal. But it, it's good for your guys, toughens them up, and and like TJ said, everybody wants to play in that atmosphere, and. I think our guys are, are trying to, you know, trying to embrace it, and become good at it. Jonathan, thanks for your question. Appreciate it. All right, to more Q and A with Dave Rose coming up. This is BYU basketball with Dave Rose in Studio C. Back with more right after this. BYU basketball with Dave Rose is brought to you in part by Nissan. Innovation that excites. Here's this week's broadcast schedule, BYU and Illinois State tomorrow night on both BYU TV and radio, the BYU Sports Network. Pre-game coverage, 8 o'clock Eastern on the radio. Then Saturday, live from Vivint Smart Home Arena in Salt Lake City at the Beehive Classic. The Cougars in Weber State. Again, BYU TV and BYU Radio, the BYU Sports Network. Pre-game at 9 Eastern that night. We're back with this, after this, with more. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Final segment is coming up next here from Studio C. We are back in our final segment of BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Time up to squeeze a Twitter question in for the coach at Rig Matthew asking, what is the prognosis on Ryan Andrus? Well, Ryan, he's, had, uh, he's recovering from uh, you know, a knee surgery. And um, in the process of this, it looks like there's a possibility that he, he needs to have the same surgery on the other knee. And so we're trying to figure out right now when's, when's the best time to do that. And... Uh, um, you know, he's, he's in the middle of rehab. And so hopefully we can maybe put that off to the end of the year, get him back. But, you know, the, I think that'll be more determined by the, the trainers and the doctors here in the future. Okay. Thanks for the question and the answer. And last 60 seconds here, uh, you're back home tomorrow night. A lot of games away from home. Now you're back in the friendly confines. Uh, good to be back home. You want to keep the edge too, I guess, at the same time. Well, I think that's the, the, the most important thing, you know, that uh, you, you leave your building for 15, 16 days and you're going to come home to – something that uh, you hope is really familiar. But when you don't have a lot of, you know, deep, experienced, upperclassmen guys, it, it's, you're coming back to a place, you know, that uh, it's going to feel way different. And hopefully our guys are – it'll be a, a great crowd. and they'll, 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 uh, We'll get off to a really good start. That, I think that's important. But uh, trying to guard this team will be as big a challenge as any that we've had since the Alabama game. So hopefully uh, we'll look forward to, you know, being a little bit better on the defensive end. Looking forward to getting back courtside tomorrow night. Good luck tomorrow night against Illinois State and the Weber State Wildcats on the weekend. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. All right, that's it for this week's show. For the coach, Dave Rose, and for TJ Haas, my name is Greg Grubel. We'll see you next week on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose from Studio C. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. <laughs>